0: Hi guys, Fernandes, Scott Lockwood, and Dennis Maffazoli. podcast number
1: eleven. Is this number eleven? Uh, I'm looking at you for Scott. Is this it, number eleven? It's either eleven or twelve. <laughs> I'm have to go back and look at the numbers. Right. It's just been that it's been a long season and uh It is a long been, season. But it's been quick too. It's been fun. Uh Fernandes, Lockwood, and Maffazoli. You
0: know, usually we start by looking ahead or rehashing last week's football games, but we've got stuff going on right now. Uh the one a golf tournament going on on Howie. On the hills, in the hills, in the hills, on the hills, by yeah. the hills. Uh, Saint Stephen's girls, Cod and the Mooney boys. Uh, Scott, you've been checking the scores out
1: online. Where do they stand right now? It looked like we'll start with the uh, the girls' side. It looks like uh, Saint Stephen's has struggled a little bit today, and that they're going to probably finish outside the top ten. They were uh, they were I think they were sitting eighth or ninth at the end of the day yesterday, and they've kind of fallen back a little bit today. And it's it's still you know getting the state's been a great year for them. And uh, with Cardinal Mooney, they they just finished right before we recorded this show, and it looks like they're going to be somewhere between 5th and 7th when it's all said and done. And uh, Kumar, I think, uh, that's the leader. He shot even par today at a 72. He was at 74 yesterday. So that should put him in the to- in a, in a top 10 individually, which is a great achievement for one of those Mooney guys.
0: Talk about two teams that have differing histories. I mean, St. Stephen's, this is their seventh straight trip to the state tournament, and this is the Cardinal Mooney boys' first time in their history. So it should— Dennis, did you have differing expectations
2: going into a state tournament when you when you when there every year and your first time in history? Well, I think Cardinal Mooney has been setting up for this the whole season. I mean, they played in some prestigious tournaments throughout the year, and um, they knew they were going to have a good team coming in, and they had a good team, you know, throughout the season. I, I heard that golf course is really tough. Um, it's like a northern golf course with hills. So, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the, you, 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 if you don't play on it, you're probably not going to be used to it.
0: Yeah, because there's not that many courses down here that, that
1: replicate that course. Right? No, no. I've, i When I was at a former paper, I actually drove that course in a golf cart, covering that a couple times, and it's tough. I mean, there's nothing like it around here because everything around this way is flat, and you know, it's it'd be it looks like it'd be a fun course to play. I didn't get the chance to do that while I was over there back in 2014, 2015. But
2: yeah, quite the challenge for these high school golfers. As for Saint Stevens, I mean, it's just a credit to them for getting there every year. I mean, it's, a, you know, it's an accomplishment just to make it out of regions and get the states.
0: You know it's an accomplishment is that in a few days, in a week, we'll have the Riverview boys and the Riverview girls in the state tournament and uh, talk about stuff that doesn't happen very often. Uh, first appearance for the boys in eight years. First appearance for the girls since 1980, which was, let's see, that was my first year of college, which I'm kind of dating myself. Uh, Scott, you were at uh, – Familiar with both of those matches, both of those teams. What about that?
1: We got to do a little correction there, Coach uh, kale, Smith, um, kale Smith. kale Smith. Cale Smith reminded me that the Rams made it. I think back late '90s, early 2000s when he was the, the girls. One, the girls did, okay. but he couldn't. He couldn't remember the year, so I couldn't put an actual date on it. And Sprague couldn't remember when I asked him. kale Smith can't remember his anniversary. Date, uh, that, so that's, 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 not, that's not too. Yeah, tough. That's true. I had him as an American history teacher too, and learned uh, quite a bit from him as well. Plus, yeah. I played football under him, so yeah, I, got, I can talk about him all we want in good terms, but. Uh, yeah, the Riverview girls team, I mean, they shot that 300 over there in the regional tournament and they had I think two girls under par and it was they've been they're, they've been fun, fun to read about all year. I did a story on them in the preseason. You know, they think they did did they win Donald Ross over there? I mean, yep. I know that uh, Rachel Carlson won the individual won the over individual, there. Yeah. And they are and you're shooting the 300 in that level of play. I mean, I think they're they might be the favorite to win the 3A state title here come on Wednesday next week.
0: The boys, led by a freshman, Connor D. Michelle, pretty studly for a freshman, huh?
1: Yeah, he stepped up when they really needed it because I think they, the way it shook out, they were only one shot ahead of Sarasota before a DQ, and uh, if they, they not got that, they wouldn't be going to state. So, I mean, what, what for a young kid to take that pressure and get it done when he had to? I think he had a good up and back on eighteen, and that's what got it done.
0: If you were a golfer, would you like having John Sprague as your coach, or not like having John Sprague as your coach, Dennis? <laughs> I think it would be fun, I'll wouldn't pass. it? <laughs> I mean, it would be fun, right? I played, that makes it fun. I, play,
1: I played football for him for four years, so I don't know what it'd be like playing golf, but I think it'd be fun. It would be fun. Yep. Always like John. So I'm at the uh,
0: volleyball match like last night, which is a perfect segue to our next little topic. Let's talk about volleyball. We were all at uh, different matches last night, all regional semifinals. I'll start off at mine. I was at Riverview. They defeated their second straight team from Orlando. First, it was Olympia, Dr. Phillips, uh what I heard was oh, this team's at a whole different level than Olympia. And Drew review goes out there and beats them in four games just like they did Olympia. I'll tell you, Nikki Halbert's team, you always hear the cliche about playing your best at the end of the season. He really has she really has that team playing as a cohesive unit, much more so than Olympia or Dr. Phillips. I don't know if you've seen them play this year. I'm sure you have,
2: guys. Uh, well,
0: I mean, what do you think? Just Could you tell early on that she had a potential
2: team to reach their regional finals? No, oh, they look good early. Yeah. I mean, I was always, I always like to see a team early and then see a team late to see how they progressed, you know, throughout the season. Especially the playoff teams. And uh, it looks like she did uh, exactly what the she wanted to do. You know, get them ready for the postseason and you know, put it all together in the postseason.
0: They had a great defensive plan last uh, last night. Uh, their, their their middle hitter, six foot one. I, I lose track of her name, but they wanted to make the setters difficult for setting her up in the middle, and it, they're, they're, it worked great. Conversely, Orlando's game plan did not work, and their coach was really getting on their players after a while. So, Dennis, you were at Port Charlotte. What
2: about them? What about the Pirates down Port, there? We're at Port Charlotte, Charlotte uh, IV. <laughs> uh, fourth time they played, uh, Port Charlotte had won two of the three. They were all pretty close matches, and uh, Port Charlotte uh, pulled out the second game uh, 28-26, and that seemed to uh, lead them to uh, an easy win in the third set. Um, surprising uh, that it wasn't, you know, packed and sold out, I guess some carryover from the football game. I mean, you play football against uh, you know, Charlotte Port Charlotte on Friday. you know, the kids are probably a little worn out from that. But um, you know, the Port Charlottes in the regional final for the second straight year, against Baron Collier at Barrankier. You know
0: we'll get to Venice in a second you mentioned about the review and I was at the review, uh, not a very big crowd but they have a corner if you guys have been to the where the student body sits and they're extremely vocal they were holding up political signs they were holding up candidate signs they were holding up big photos of Sprague's granddaughter <laughs> I mean and they're, uh, they're, the the dr. Phillips coach said this is a pretty you know pretty vocal environment and you could tell early on in the first game. That uh, they were a little bit taken back by the environment. You were at a place where the environment is always great, Venice.
1: Well, the TP is, you know, we've seen it uh, as reported as one of the uh, toughest high school volleyball gyms in the country, and it lived up to its name last night. I mean, it was a late arriving crowd by the Venice students, but once they got there, they certainly made their presence known. And, you know, Lakewood Ranch, they just came out and just made several mistakes in the beginning. It was almost a repeat of the district final match a couple weeks ago, you know, down to the mistakes, down to the scores, and. You know, Venice won their first district. They won their first regional match in 57 minutes last night. It was an hour and 10 minutes. So it's basically you know six sets, two hours regional final. And uh, I guess um, I'm not sure if they're playing St. Pete or, or Palm Harbor University, but uh, I, I don't see any reason why they're not going to be in the final four again.
0: I was going to. I was going to. Oh, that was my next question. I mean, can you project? You've
1: seen these guys enough. I mean, should you just make a spot? in the Final Four for these guys? I think so, but I think they they might run into a little bit of trouble in the state semis. It depends on who they're playing. And if they get a, if it's another rematch against Plant, they've played each other twice, which I think that'd be the state final because they're out of Region 2. And uh, if if, the, if those two end up playing, and the Plant beat them in Venice earlier in the year, and then Venice beat them in the preseason, it's always a good matchup every time I've ever seen those two matches play. And it's going to be fun to see how it shakes out.
2: Palm Harbor did win that they won They were up uh, two nothing and one and five, so um, they have a week to recover to get to Venice.
0: Well, isn't there, there's uh, no doubt in saying that there's some good volleyball being played in all, all three counties. Well, yeah, I, and, I mean? and,
2: and Cardinal Mooney went on the road to beat mm-hmm. um, Bishop Verot, and they're home on uh, Tuesday against uh, West Palm Beach Oxbridge. So we have two at home, uh, Venice and Cardinal Mooney, and two mm-hmm. on the road. Riverview goes to Fort Pierce Central, and uh, Port Charlotte goes to Baron Collier. And we'll have all the results the next day in your morning Herald
0: Tribune, or whatever time it arrives in your driveway or mailbox. (coughs) Pardon me. Let's segue to what we usually start with, which is football. Can't believe it. One game left in the season. All the district matchups are done. Just looking back at last week's games, guys, (coughs) excuse me, even my cough is being picked a, up. At, he needs a cough button on that cough microphone is being over there. Up at full speed here. Yeah. Full sound. Uh, Venice and Riverview won the district titles. Riverview won it for the third year in a row. I was at that game. They were playing Tampa Riverview. Venice Palmetto. Uh, guys, when you look back at last week, uh, any surprises to come out besides uh, the two teams that won the district title? I mean, anything happened that uh, we should I, I,
1: review here? I was really surprised that Venice running clock Palmetto. I thought that it was going to be a kind of a closer game. You know, some points on both sides are going to be pulling it up, and Palmetto got off that 14 nothing lead, and you're thinking, you know, this really could be something happening here. And then Venice came straight back, and I think they scored, what was it, 14. Uh, 49 straight points, or 49 out of 56 points in a row, and it was just, they brought it on, and Brandon Gregory with his second five-touchdown game of the year for Venice. Unbelievable, because when yeah. I watch
0: that guy, I've seen him. Obviously, he he does most of his work from inside the 20, right? Because I, he, I've seen him get corralled from behind. Yeah, Does he get a lot of his work down and dirty near the goal? Oh, I've line? seen him
1: do long runs. Right. Of course, I was in Venice full-time last yeah. year, so I've seen him do a lot of full-time. Um, runs there too in the in the kickoff classic he had a ninety one yard run and that's the when he got hurt on that play and didn't play the opening game and you know and in, in this past game he had a sixty one yarder it was up the middle just untouched and they didn't bring him down at all. So it's just been I mean, watching him go, you know, I think he's got fifteen hundred yards and fifteen touchdowns that you know for playing for missing the game that's pretty good considering how pass happy Venice has been with Hayden Wolf this year.
0: You know, I I always going to throw out a shout out to Allie Boyce. I mean, the second play of the game, he runs 55 yards to the five yard line, ends up with 288 yards on 17 carries. You know, he's had a dinged up show the last couple of weeks. I asked Coach Smithers afterwards. He seems to be back in good health and uh, just at the perfect time because they're going to be relying on him. Obviously, uh, you know, the big rivalry game with Sarasota on Friday night, but obviously going forward. Dan, what do you think? About anything. Oh. <laughs> how about a how about a couple of scores? We should you know Mooney, CCC. Kind of thought Mooney. I mean, I wasn't at the game, obviously. We'd put up a little more of a fight, but does that show how good CCC
2: is? It does show how good <laughs> CCC is, and it shows how banged up Mooney is. Right, I mean, right. You know, they have to uh, they have to get healthy for this uh, playoff run.
1: And I think they might be in for a little bit stiffer a <laughs> test. And they think with Booker coming up, Booker's got some speed outside, and uh, it could be a little bit of a formal challenge, especially if Mooney's quarterback, I think, was been reading it, I think he's been banged up, so it uh, might be a little bit more interesting, and I saw our Dr. Pankos has uh, Mooney <laughs> uh, Mooney has a one-point <laughs> one favorite on them, which I'm a little bit surprised by that, but we'll see what happens. And Booker wins by
0: the baseball score of 7-4. to four. Yeah, How many errors were in that game? Yikes. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Um, Southeast was sort of we, we, we had things looking good for them, right? And they sort of, not tumbled, but they didn't, weren't playing their best ball at the end of the year. I, I mean, No, they didn't have a good showing against Wachula. Yeah, but that's always tough. Wachula's yeah. a, a really tough team. Uh, looking forward, guys, nine teams. That said, nine teams still in contention. And I, let me see if I got these right. Manatee, Venice, Riverview, Braden River, Palmetto, Booker, uh, Southeast, Calamuni, and Charlotte. Are those the nine? Those are the nine. Dennis, break it down. Uh, Southeast needs a victory over Port Charlotte and some help. Booker's right.
2: still in third. Uh, Booker's uh, going to finish probably fifth. Right. So the uh, the top four spots go to the district champions. Right. So since they're going to finish behind, Wachula will finish fifth. They'll get the worst district champ, which is uh, probably going to be St. Pete Gibbs, which mm-hmm. the season already is over. And they're three and seven. But they're 3-0 and in the district, and that's how they won the district title. Hmm. So, um, you know, the Booker still has to, you know, play Mooney. Um, and, you know, Mooney needs to win to stay second and get a bye for the first round since uh, six teams make it out of the region. Um, Charlotte's got to, you know, play to keep that number one spot um, against uh, Palmetto, who needs the game to stay eighth um, and if they are eighth, they can play. Uh, oh, they will play Venice, Venice. again, yeah, <laughs> for, for, for the second What's time that? in three weeks. Now Palmetto can get some help from uh, Braden River because they play St. Pete, and uh, those two teams are tied in the points. And it looks like Manatee is going to make it. Uh, they're still ahead of Riverview, even though Riverview's district champ and Riverview finished third in the uh, in, in the standings, and Manatee will finish sixth or seventh. Do you like this new setup? I mean,
0: in pre- previous years, everything would be pretty much settled by now. But yeah. uh,
2: do you guys the, the the week eleven games would not mean anything?
1: Yeah, yeah. This would this would be the this was always the worst week of the season. Everything was already right, done. right? Yeah, people teams just not playing players at all, resting for the playoffs, and you know a lot of the rivalry games are still going on. But you know, like Venice Manatee and Sarasota Riverview and those things like that. But it's it's definitely had some intrigue, and I mean you got to play all ten games now, and not just take one off per se.
2: Some teams are probably going to rest some guys. I mean, after a quarter or two uh, this week, if they're banged up, and they know where they're going to stand, if they know they're in or not. But um, basically, uh, you you need the week eleven game.
0: Yeah, I mean we've had a bunch of running clock. We talked about this season being some of the easiest. A lot of people don't know how newspapers work, but a lot of these games have been running clocks where the games have gotten over early. We've gotten our stories in early, and the desk hasn't had to worry about a deadline pressure. With those, and we've had a lot of running clocks this year, a lot of fifty-two to seven scores. Uh, so looking ahead to Friday night, we got, you know, the big one, Riverview at Sarasota, which you know nothing against the tails could be a running clock by mm-hmm. second half. But just looking down the schedule, which uh, which games would you put your five uh, five stars next to, then? Uh, Booker Cardinal Mooney. That's yeah.
1: I think that's I, – I agree with that. I think Manatee-Venice, which is where I'm going to be Friday night, I don't think that Venice might – if they get off to another quick start, it's going to be – Manatee be – it's going to be just over early again. And it um, Manatee might score some points in the second half to make it close, but um, I can just see Venice pulling off another one like they have in an epic fashion lately.
0: You know, that booker and the Mooney game is kind of intriguing because you've got Codden-The Mooney coming off a huge loss. How are they going to bounce back? Booker's been getting it done by hook or crook. Yeah. Uh, three straight wins for booker three straight wins i mean who do you give five and you, two i mean two two who do you guys start? have uh, yeah who do you guys have in that well, let's talk about maybe uh the record wise i know we put it in your uh column fine column every sunday who leads here
1: i do by it's, four but i think it could be in trouble this week because some of these are kind of hu- are tough to pick right um palmetto charlotte was one i'm still going back and forth on um northport lemon bay is another one i'm going back and forth on and uh yeah, I, I got to protect my lead here. We you know be, me being the rookie on this staff, and everybody else being here since the building was built. If I come over here and, and beat our uh, grandmaster over here in the season prediction race, I'm not sure if the, he's going to be too happy about that. But so. no one will remember it.
0: So yeah, that's that's okay. I will uh, if it's my
1: first year doing this here. I'm, heck, yes, I'm going to remember that.
0: Well, let's go for our lock of the week now. This will be our last lock of the week. Uh, I've kind of forgotten which schools I've I've taken. I'll remind you. Uh, I don't think I've taken ooh Palmetto at Charlotte. That would be a good good, good game to talk I about. Mean, it would show some guts, wouldn't it?
1: Well, because I was thinking of going along the lines of one of these oddball games, too, to try to break the tie, win or lose. So go for it. Make your pick. No, I'm, a, I'm picking Cod the Mooney.
0: I am not taking Mooney yet this year. I think they're going to bounce back. They'll be at home. Uh, Paul Meckley is back on the sideline. Yeah. Is he back in the area? All right. I'm going with Cod the Mooney, guys. Yeah, we'll uh, we all have one loss, too, well, so well, something's got to give. This, this is it.
2: Yeah. I'm picking Bayshore. John Bayzo's Bayshore bounced back well last week. He's, they're going to close it out on the uh on a high note.
1: Okay, um that leaves me with the uh pick to uh, try to do this lock of the week. I'm going to say Lemon Bay over Northport. Let's let's try it. I mean, it's Lemon Bay at home and you know, I think they I think they've you know, they scored some points last week. I know that then some common opponents, Bayshore, uh, Northport beat Bayshore and Bayshore kind of held off Lemon Bay last week, but yeah, I think that uh, Donnie Southwell's Group's got one last thing to play for this year, and it's a home win in their finale. It's a rivalry game, so let's go Lemon Bay.
2: Don't forget the SSAC games. Oh um, yes, yes, yes. Saint Please. Stevens and uh, Out of Door are on a uh, crash course to uh, play in the uh, for the Coral Division Championship mm-hmm. next week. Yep. If they both win this week.
1: I think that uh, ODA is going to have the tougher road to hoe with that one, making another long road trip. And Mount Dora's pretty decent season. So, right. you know, and St. Stephen's, I, I don't see really anybody in that. Team. I think they're on a crash course for a rematch with Windermere Prep in that championship
2: game. And that should be a good one if they make it.
1: Yep. So when you tune
0: us in next week, we'll have all the spots locked down. We'll have some more results uh, from state golf, the bigger schools. What else will we have? Volleyball. We'll know who's in the um, final four. And basketball practice starts. Oh boy, very soon.
1: Yeah. So does soccer. I was talking to a couple of the soccer coaches at the at the game last night. It's like, when are you guys gonna start paying attention to us? They're like, well, let's get through football, then we'll. Of course, we will. So. so this is
0: like when a lot of sports overlap, which is even more reason to listen to our podcast every week, right? Because you might get your name mentioned, you might yeah. get your sport mentioned,
1: might get your sport mentioned and get your name mentioned. Hey, that's what makes it worth it. That's why we're here. All right. And with that,
0: we'll mention our names one last time. For Scott Lockwood, for Dennis Maffazoli, I'm Doug Fernandes. We'll see you next week. Oh, you'll hear us next week. Thank God you don't see us. You'll hear us next week on the Herald Tribune podcast. Yeah. Oh.